and he looks exactly like Franklin the Turtle. Uh, but with that being said, welcome to another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum. Today, I will be your host on this very lovely afternoon, Ian Two E's, the ghost of Ian, ghost of Tsushima, ghost of your life, ghost of your house. I'm haunting, I'm haunting you, bro. You know that, you know, you know those ghost stories of when you were a kid? That was me. I'm actually dead. We have a real life We're all dead. We're all dead. (laughs) Eventually. And with me, joining me to my virtual left, we have the absolute stretchiest man of them all. The elastic, fantastic. Oh, shit. Brendan. How are you doing today? Sorry, that was a live reaction. It was my excitement for that name. (laughs) Kyle's Kyle's reaction to that was vocal. Mine was to just go silent. Um, uh, okay. Uh, I am great. It's it's this has been a hell of a week. Uh, I we we can get into it when we get to that point. But we got the trailer for fucking Saw X, and it is goddamn amazing. We had a UFO congressional subcommittee hearing that aliens fucking exist. This has been the greatest <clears throat> week of my life. Yeah, if you're a big horror fan, if you're a freak like us, um, big news. Great, great big stuff. I actually did not see the uh, Saw X trailer. I only saw the picture with... Um, the tubes. Uh, the, the actor, the main actor. i blanking on his name right uh, now. Tobin Bell. Tobin Bell and uh, Billy, the puppet. Okay, one, one of the... Uh, one of the... Uh, posters that josh josh stolberg is that his name yeah yes um one of the posters that he that that he released was like of a was of a guy with like this thing on his face and these two tubes going in oh it's the the, x okay yeah yeah Yeah. and i i love all the discourse that's been going on about that because people are like are they shooting acid into his eyes are they suctioning his eyes out like i'm i'm so here for it as the resident old person who's hard to please and is kind of over everything, I will say the trailer actually looks pretty good. It looked uh, looked pretty good. I am uh, very, uh, I won't say excited, but I'm very, um, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for it. And that voice, audience, to my virtual right, is the 20th doctor himself. Doctor Who guessed it, Kyle, with a K. How you doing? <laughs> Now you're just trying really hard, but I appreciate the effort. <laughs> uh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Uh, we're the boys are back in town, as they say. It's been a couple weeks, but it's it's good to be back. How are you doing, Ian? Uh, I'm doing fine. I feel in the camera it looks like I lost weight, but I feel like no, I actually have lost weight. You look like you gained about forty pounds. If I'm being honest. Okay. Yeah, well, we didn't want to bring it up because we didn't want to hurt your feelings. But, yeah, we're uh, not about body shaming on this cast. But I just I lay just off the crispy creams, bro. Yeah. So this year, man, I kind of makes me want to cry. But uh, this year, I actually gained uh, twenty five, maybe more pounds. Do Do you have? Tr- I have trouble keeping weight on. I can gain it quickly, but I lose it way too fast. Do you have that? Because you seem like you have a high metabolism. I've never gained weight in my life. It was. It's always been so hard for me. Give it just a couple of years. No, it's it that that couple of years is now, Kyle. I have to take the steps and and lose weight. I I've never been one fifty in my life. 
I've always been circling around like 125 to 135. How, how tall are you? Uh, five, eight. He's five, nine, five, ten. He's like a six little foot. guy. Yeah. Wait, you went from five, six to five, eight to five. <laughs> it's like somewhere around that. I haven't measured myself in a long time. So okay. I, don't, I don't know the exact measurements. Probably closer to six feet. But um, there's any, if there's any ladies listening, closer to six, two. <laughs> Closer to six, the, the five, the five, the new five eight is the six two. So, yeah, exactly. um, pretty Anyways, sure it's not a thing. Um, we can we can be done with the description of my body type now. Uh, new stuff going on. We'll we'll bring it back to Kyle. What's what's new, brother? New recommendations. What's up? Don't ever call me brother again. Um, <laughs> All right, brother, you got it. Nah. I don't even I'm trying to like go back the last two weeks and think of everything I've done. Um, I'm just still on my uh, Batman Arkham Knight grind. I have 19 more Hitler trophies left before I could initiate the Nightfall protocol. If you know, you know, Um, I did recently watch the new Resident Evil animated film Death Island. And it was really good. It's definitely made for fans of the game. It is not for casuals at all. Uh, makes hardcore references to Resident Evil 5, 6 in particular, 2. Big big, big references for 2. Um, and then, of course, it, it kind of goes over the, like, uh, the most recent animated um, series, which was very mid. Uh, I, in general, all the CG Resident Evil films have been super mid to me. I haven't really liked any of them that much. Uh, but what kept me watching them is the Resident Evil. And they're also actually tied to the canon of the games. So it's cool to watch them in that respect. But this one is, is, is probably the best of the bunch, honestly, as far as the CG films go. So if you're a fan of the games, you're probably going to check it out anyway, but is, I would is say... Is that the Netflix one? No, the Netflix one was was definitely really mid, but okay. I wasn't... I didn't have high hopes going into this one because it's directed by that same guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, eh, uh, hopefully it's good. I haven't really been pleasantly surprised in the past by the animated stuff, but this one did <clears throat> surprise me. Really cool action sequences. Uh... My only complaint really is I wish they would bring back the voice actors for the games. I wish they would establish some kind of continuity with like the actors because even though Alex Mercer sounds a lot like Leon from the games, I can't help but hear McCree from Overwatch. He he sounds cuz it's the same guy and he sounds just like him and I just can't get that out of my head. Um I think they have Jill come back to reprise her role from the Resident Evil 3 remake because it sounds a lot like her. If it's not, she did a good job. But anyway, it's good. Uh, the animation I was worried about because it looks kind of like new age uh, porn creator heavy. Like it looks <laughs> like like it looks like something you would see on like fucking Pornhub that like some dude just made with the Resident Evil characters. It looks really dumb. But I thought it was could have looked that way, but it doesn't. It's solid as fuck. Uh, the animation's really good. There were certain moments where, like, it looked real, and it was kind of crazy, but great. Great movie. I enjoyed it. 
great movie. That, that was way more than I was expecting to talk about on Resident Evil Death Island, but I got the Pornhub references in there, so we're good. Yeah, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Um, Brendan, what you been up to? So, I can talk about how I watched Deep Red, possibly the greatest, one of the greatest Jalla films of all time. Yeah, I can, no. I can talk about uh, how I finally watched the 1991 movie Popcorn, mm. uh, which yeah, was... That seemed a little random, I'm not gonna lie. It was for uh, Slasher Saturdays gotcha. for Hobbs. Um, I wouldn't have watched it otherwise. Uh, or I could talk about how I am completely obsessed with Remnant 2, the game of the fucking ear. Um, I could talk about a lot of that stuff. But what I am choosing to talk about today, what I'm going to use my allotted time for, is how uh, I've been watching this show from the History Channel called The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. And it is one of the most entertaining shows out there. Um, and a friend uh, made a connection for me that I didn't quite uh, pick up on. So as you guys heard me say at the beginning of this episode, yeah, so this UFO subcommittee hearing was spectacular. Uh, I think that it brings a lot of credence and uh, I forget the exact word that I wanted to say, but it brings a lot of um, authenticity, I think, to the entire idea of also, I appreciate the rebranding over the past few years of going from calling them UFOs to UAPs, because uh, I think the term UFO kind of has a bit of a negative connotation to it. It's the word, the word UFO. What? Unidentified flying object? Yeah. Because UFO Continue. has always, UFO has kind of always been <clears throat> directly correlated to sci-fi films and the idea of Oh, I saw an alien UFO spacecraft, but UAP, um, un unidentified aerial phenomenon. Uh, I think that that kind of broadens it because I obviously believe in aliens, but not every strange thing that you see flying in the sky is a is an alien. So I, I appreciate the idea that of checks out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, <clears throat> uh, how this correlates to the show uh, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch? Uh, there's four seasons of it so far. Uh, are you guys familiar with Skinwalker Ranch? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's a, it's a hub of a lot of UAP activity. Um, the, one of the guys on the show, his name is uh, Travis. I'm forgetting his last name, but he, uh, he's, uh, a, he has a PhD in, in astrophysics. Uh, so I'm going to make this quick, I swear. No, I don't care. The, Talk about it as long as you want. <laughs> This movie's uh, not that. We deep. don't have to talk about this movie. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I got like six things to say about this movie. So. Um, so this Travis guy, the one that is leading this investigation on Skinwalker Ranch, um, this Skinwalker Ranch show was kind of used as his uh, nomination request to, uh, and I'm going to get this position wrong. But basically, he is now the head of the Department of Defense's uh, UAP task force. Um, and I know I'm getting the exact title wrong, but more or less, that's what it is. And he didn't, uh, no one with the History Channel or Brandon Fugel, the guy, the billionaire that owns Skinwalker Ranch that's funding these investigations, nobody knew that. So this idea that this Travis, this Dr. Travis guy 
spent two years, two seasons working on this show. And then by season three, he was secretly working for the government. Um, I just think that that's, and it pissed everyone off and I fucking love it. Um, so what I'm trying to say is I think that this Skinwalker Ranch show has kind of been almost a soft launch for the government to bring this idea with, because one of the things that they released in this UFO subcommittee hearing is that there's undeniable proof. There's physical evidence that the government has spacecrafts, has UAPs that are piloted by non-biological entities. So they're, they're, they're living, breathing things that aren't humans that are piloting these crafts. And we have these corpses. We have these crafts. And what more do you fucking want? Aliens are fucking real. I want to see them. <laughs> That's I mean, what I want. You could describe a monkey flying a spaceship that way. It's not a human. No, no, no. That that's that's not what they mean. No, no. It's it's something that is. Oh no, 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 spread more on the fire. No, no, I think it's an actual extraterrestrial. I, I, I don't, I don't know what it is. It could just be like, um, like a a a, a homunculus of of i i wasn't expecting to use that word. it's a good word of like some type of flesh and bodily fluids type thing i w- i want to see oh the photos God. i in one of the kind of curious about your guys thoughts on this one of the things that they brought up in the hearing was about how there needs to be more transparency between the government and the people regarding it's never gonna things. happen and and I, I I I if they were more transparent, I think there would be a lot less skepticism. Um, that's all I have to say. I I talked way too long. I'm sorry. That's what I I've remember, been up to. I remember a long time ago. I watched this uh, YouTube video of this Russian dude who grew a homunculus. It was probably fake, oh, yeah. but it looked know, so yeah. real. And then he just at the end, he was like bleat, and then he fucking <laughs> smacked it with a book <laughs> and just like, exploded. Uh, good shit. But um, what have you been up to? Oh, what have I been up to? Thank you. Um, I went. I'm going on like a little Resident Evil thing. I sh- probably should have mentioned this when when Kyle was, but I wanted to, you to get your time, Brendan. Um, I beat Resident Evil Two, beat Resident Evil Zero. I'm playing through Resident Evil One, 2002 remake. Um, and then I watched a couple of Resident Evil movies. Blah blah. Watched Barbie. Watched. Didn't watch. Oppenheimer. I'm not going to watch it. It looks like a three-hour snooze fest. Not for me, but um, I'm going to watch a horror movie today. It's by uh, Raka Raka, the YouTube oh, channel, guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, produced by A24. Mm-hmm. Very excited to see that. It's um, getting great press. It is. It is. I'm, I'm seeing it all over TikTok and mm-hmm. uh, their YouTube channel, of course, but um, grew up watching those guys, and I'm pretty excited to see it, so gonna be happy to go to that um but that is really about it resident evil zero is my favorite one that i've played so far um nothing Where does that fit me. in the in the, time. the the timeline of games it's the first one right okay like the very yeah. first one well yeah i mean it's the number implies that it's you know yeah. before the original but there could also be like uh covert sure, 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 like, sure. there could be spinoffs that take yeah. place before zero yeah no z- zero is like the game that is the first in the timeline okay yeah. but it Lots. came out after mm-hmm. yeah, yeah okay. so 
<clears throat> strap in, boys. I'm gonna go on around for a second. So, uh, no. So the original trilogy, Resident Evil One, Two, and Three, came out on PlayStation One, and then in 2002, around there, uh, the GameCube launched an exclusive deal with Capcom to release the remake of Resident Evil, Resident Evil Zero, and Resident Evil Four were all exclusive to Nintendo GameCube. So they released all those like pretty close to each other. But yeah, Zero came out well after the original trilogy uh but takes place before the game okay because in the beginning of the mansion incident <laughs> i'm already going off a tangent <laughs> never mind sorry sorry back to no, you Ian. Uh, there was a lot know, of lore why what got you into the uh whole resident evil thing it came out of nowhere um yeah. <laughs> resident evil 2 was finally on sale for like 10 bucks on the playstation store and i was only like two or three hours from beating the game previously from when I played it. So I just, I was like, fuck it. I beat it. I was like, oh, that was, that was quite tasty. I like that. I'll have some more. And then I went back because when I played Resident Evil 2, I bought Resident Evil 0, Code Veronica, and Resident Evil 1 because they were all like in a, a three-pack for uh, some PlayStation sale. Um, and I played like two hours of Resident Evil Zero, and I just got stuck, and I walked away. And then three years later, here I am, beating it. And uh, it. it was fun. Beating it, beating it hard. And, um, you know, I was stuck, but I had the right item, and I, ha- I was at the right moment. But, like, those older games, you have to position yourself in a very specific way to actually use those items to like get the puzzle down so um i just wasn't in the mindset of like the thing the right way yeah yeah dude if you can get through resident evil's hero i mean that's most would argue that's like the most frustrating one based on the enemy types and like how unforgiving it is so like um if you can get through zero you could pretty much get through any of them zero and code veronica people say are the hardest 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 yeah but you were also playing probably on very easy or something right um i think it was which, like which is fine which is fine because the resident evil games are hard on their own so yeah. like especially the like the older ones so the only thing that gave me trouble was that fucking frog and uh i like had to do some deep diving on this fucking thing because by the fourth time i went out to go get breakfast and uh the person i was with would like looked into my eyes and was like you look like you're defeated, like that frog defeated you. And that's all I could think about on the drive there. Like as I was driving, I was like, how the fuck do I let this goddamn frog kill me in a Resident Evil game? It's just a giant frog out of all enemies. I fought giant scorpions. I fought the the X-Man, whatever his name is, and uh, so many other enemies. And this fucking giant frog is giving me troubles. Um, apparently it's the easiest and hardest boss of the Resident Evil franchise. Um, it's a one tap, an instant one tap. If it gets a hold of you, you're dead. Um, but if you shoot it, you, you just kill it or you, it just walks away. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Resident Evil one's actually pretty easy compared to, to zero. In my opinion, some people would say it's not, but, um, if you can get through zero, you could easily get through one. It's just one's a little bit trickier as far as like navigating and puzzles and stuff but once you know where to go it's really easy brennan which is the resident the resident evil game where you have to play 
where you can play that like poker game in like a basement and i think like uh a guy kills you or he like chops your fingers off if you lose clancy that's resident evil 7 7 that's the dlc yeah for Resident Evil 7. I've asked you that before and I forgot, so I'm going to write that down. Playing that shit in VR is so much fun. Like, you're the guy strapped into the chair and you're in the basement. The VR on that is so fucking cool. And it probably Seven helped is... that, that Dom was trying to stab your hand with a knife. Correct. She she wanted to immerse <laughs> me in the experience. So, yeah. I like the atmosphere of 8, but I think I like the game overall more in 7. I think seven is a way better game than eight, in my opinion. I think seven is seven. I'm OG, bro. Like OG, OG. And seven is in my top three Resident Evils. Damn. Like I love seven. I love seven. Is seven the one where it's that like house on the bayou? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's such a side story, but it's such a good side story. And like there's little, there's little connections of like, uh, the redone umbrella and them turning like a corner and becoming good and like the BSAA with Chris at the end. But like, it's very, it's very side story, but it's good. The only thing I'm not a fan of, this has gone on way too long. We need to move past this. But before I say that, uh, the only thing I'm not a fan of is the protagonist. I'm not a huge fan on Ethan Winters. Don't really care for him too much. And even in the second uh, game, he it, it, there is like a little more to him in that one but in resident evil 7 it more feels like me as the character playing i well i think that's the whole point of ethan winters i think they wanted to go from an approach of like it's it's less like you're playing a chris or a jill or a super or like a you know an action hero you're playing like you're in this experience kind of thing yeah well with that being said we're not here to talk about resident evil the greatest horror franchise of all time we're not here to talk about oppen barbie bought barbie oppen oppenheimer Bar- barbie, barbie. Oppen. i've barbie. already forgotten what it was barbie. i think it was like barbenheimer 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 we're not here to talk about that we're here to talk about the 2014 probably directed video movie directed by and written by carl Lindbergh. bunny man 2 a.k.a. The Bunny Man Massacre, a.k.a. something else. Brendan, hit me with those. Fear facts. I missed hearing that. The Bunny Man 2, a.k.a. The Bunny Man Massacre, a.k.a. The Bunny Man Resurrection, is a 2014 slasher film written and directed by Carl Lindbergh. Carl's six-film filmography sits at an average of 3.3 out of 10 on IMDb, with with four of his six films being Bunnyman projects. This film series is based on a true urban legend originating in Virginia. Move over, Mothman. (laughs) (laughs) LAUGHTER The legend, as most urban legends go, has many different iterations, but the consistent through line is that it must require the following. A man, or a woman, because it's 2023, wearing a bunny costume, and the weapon is typically an axe, a hatchet, or some type of handled sharp object. There's even a reference to the bunny man in my favorite public access show, The Chris Gethard Show, where he dresses as the bunny man for the episode, Let's Get Scared. 
Sorry, there was very little to go on for this fucking I'm, movie. I'm intrigued. Keep going. <laughs> the Bunny Man franchise has been described as, quote, idiotic, a bitter taste of an out-of-date Easter egg, incompetent and frustrating, and, quote, literally the worst film I've seen in years. No bad. financial information could be found about this film, so why don't we just get right into our discussion of the sequel to a film we've never fucking seen before. This is The Money Man Massacre. Fear I feel like those were all quotes from Brendan. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, he's just <laughs> quoting himself in this one. I honestly, kind of, but I found so many like good critical quotes about this film. I was like, I can't not use this. Wow. Well... This is the part of the show where we are going to give our final thoughts and rating. Um, <laughs> just kidding, Kyle. Hit me with your thoughts. Oh, man, I was hoping you'd go full Brendan first. I was hoping you'd go Brendan first. I really wanted to hear him go off. Um, we, if Brendan's up for it, we can. Brendan, are you up for it? I'm up for it. I mean, I'll Brennan's go. up for it. Okay. Brendan, go first. Okay. Hit me with um, where'd you watch it? Um, hopefully, you watched it on the the amazing website that we all love, know and love. Uh, and then would you add it to your collection? And full thoughts go. I would never add this movie to my collection. If someone gave this to me as a joke, I would never speak to them again. Um, I watched it on Tubi twice because I initially watched it when we were supposed to fucking you record. It twice? I was... This movie... An hour and 40 is, minutes. Holy this shit. movie... And with two B commercials, it's been, it was two hours. Two hours. That's why that that's another reason why, which mm -hmm. we'll get to it, why I rented it. Cause I'm like, dude, if I watch this on TV, it's gonna stretch <laughs> it out past two hours. I'm not into that. The the second time I almost did rent it, but uh because uh, and it's I'm not mad that I had to well, I'm mad I had to watch it twice, but I'm not mad that we had to push recording. Um this movie is so unbelievably forgettable. I forgot that I watched it and I was like, oh, I need to watch this movie for, for Sunday. And then I watched and I got to the end. I was like, I completely watched this already. Uh, this movie is nothing. This is one of, this is hands down the worst movie we have ever covered on this podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Col Colobos, dude. Where, where are we at on Colobos? Is it, Col Col this, does this now take over Colobos? Is Col it? Never forget the Bunny Man. Oh wow! Colobos is Citizen Kane compared to this because you know why? At least there's characters in Colobos. At least there's a story. There's a through line. You get to meet people. There's. It's not just this this rotating door of people that are in the movie for fifteen minutes and then they buy some beef jerky from this inbred fuck and then just go on their way and like. This opening, you meet this fucking family. Hold they on, really quick. Also, <laughs> where they buy the beef jerky in this guy's uh, saloon or whatever. His little antique like, shop. Whatever fucking used uh, abandoned um, prop town for a Western that <laughs> nobody was using at the time. So they decided to fucking use it. Okay, so I guess the movie's under the radar, but like, there's a lot of uh, advertising in that. They, they, they had Cheerios in the background. They had Rice Aroni. They had like a lot of product placement there. Miller Draft and I'm Light. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't get sued for this, but then again, nobody probably watched it. Yeah, I was going to say, do you yeah. think that they actually went through the proper channels to get these no licenses? Way. No way. Dude, they had everything, like everything on display. They had Coca Cola. They had fucking. 
uh, Ricerone, uh, Cheerios, which I appreciate that he went healthy and got the multigrain ones in the back. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Out of all things, he buys the beef jerky. Even the beans. The beans, like the beans were branded. Yeah, the beans were like Rosarita or whatever. Yeah. So this... Continue. Ian, I don't know why you picked this movie. Um, I mean, I know why. <laughs> I know why. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. There's few movies, okay? This is Kyle, and I'm going in my first thoughts. Yeah. Uh, there's few movies that have amazing trailers that don't stand to the test of the movie, okay? This movie's trailer got me hyped. I'm not even going to lie. Like, was it because they used the 28 Days Later theme? Probably. Am I a little yeah, biased for that everything. song? They are, stealing, they are stealing everything. <laughs> like, was I a little biased? Was I just, did I just want to watch 28 Days Later after watching the trailer? Yes, a little bit. But it got me hyped. There was some cool little, you know, scene stealing moments with the girl kneeling in the barn and it had the side shot of him chainsawing her, which turned out to be a very it's Evil Dead remake. Or thank you, thank you. Not, what did I say? You weren't. You didn't say anything yet. Okay. Yeah. No. But totally. Yeah. Totally. Evil Dead remake. But um. Wait. Was this movie out? This movie was out before Evil Dead remake. I think it came out a uh, year after. I think Evil Dead yeah. remake was twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Yeah. But there's a this bunch movie of started out really strong, like really strong. Okay. I'm talking about like it gave me what I wanted, which was a bunny man going on a massacre, and <laughs> what I got. So it gave the you the rest title. Of the, the, was the his rest brother going on the massacre? Was his fucking hillbilly brother going on a massacre, which wasn't even a massacre. It was just him hog tying and talking to these women like a fucking dumbass, dude. I just hate. Why did they? Okay. okay. Can, can, Ian, real yes. quick, before you get in your initial thoughts, I have a question. Go ahead. So let's, let's give a hypothetical. Uh, the the three of us, or you know, we decide to kidnap some people, okay, and we decide to torture them. Yeah, hypothetically. Okay. Uh, wait, definitely couldn't happen. You, Never happened. Screaming coming from Ian's closet. Um, <laughs> but uh, no. So you kidnap these people, and one of the people is like, "Hey, if you let me go, I'll bring back like five more people." They give her a gun. They give her a gun. Letting her bring back some people yeah like, i'm telling you right now i would have took that gun walked out of the barn snuck back in and shot both those fools like like the fuck she made a deal with the devil and she she really lived up to it and it was a contract signed and sealed in not with pen but with with heart and soul so so i watched um, this film on the honor system. apple tv i rented it i gave him my money I think it was $3.99. Whatever. It's fine. Um, so the movie started out strong. It, it got a few laughs out of me. I thought that maybe he would double down on uh, the silliness of the kills. The sleeping bag kill, which we'll get into. I'm sure we'll get into the kills. Uh, I thought he was going to double down on this. I thought this was going to be like a grindhouse feature. Like a really silly, brutal, over-the-top indie film and what i got was the opposite and i don't regret watching it but i will never add this to my collection and uh 
the fact that this one is rated higher than the first one on Clutterbox <laughs> makes me scared to ever go and watch the first one. Although I almost bought this before just because I like to buy things that we covered just to have, even if they're shitty. I've bought a lot of shitty movies like Colobos and stuff um, that we've covered. Um, but, and Mother. And Mother, thank you. Uh, but... Yeah, I don't know. The first one's going for like $100 now. It's like out of print. And people are literally selling the first one for $100 on eBay. Anyway, I digress. Ian, what did you think about the film? Um, if there was a Bunny Man trilogy on DVD in like a, in like a case, like a, like a Arrow video kind of thing, I would buy that in a heartbeat for sure. This movie is super fun. I loved it. I love the writing. It's hilarious. This movie is the right kind of bad for me. I saw I, this coming actually. I didn't I think it was. Coming. I didn't think it was boring. I just wanted to see where the brother went with this. Um, you're right, Kyle. This movie is. This movie goes hard AF for the first seven, eight, nine, ten minutes, um, and it's a super Ian movie. I mean, come on, like the the school bus full of racism, children. sexism. Thank you. Uh, hating on women it's not what I was going to say but um, yeah it's you're hitting all the basics Uh, the school bus scene fantastic Um, he actually stops you point this out and he just beats on a child like the bunny man just he like grabs him back into the bus and just starts wailing on him I literally laughed out loud like (laughs) it reminded me of the scene in Mallrats where Jane Silent Bob beat the shit out of the Easter bunny and they're just punching him it looked Dude, yeah, that shit made me laugh. But anyway, go ahead. Maybe that was a reference. Maybe that was a little payback. I don't know when that came out, but uh, you definitely know, for this. this movie references everything, and it's uh, not unique whatsoever. Uh, but you know what? It's it just seems like a fun parody. I don't know to me, and um, a parody to what though? Everything. This movie parody is not to literally everything. Every this, movie. This, ever. this movie is Carl Lindbergh trying to make a slashic. He's trying to make a franchise that people are going to watch over and over. This movie is serious. There's nothing parodical about it. This movie makes me like The Collector, bro. And I hated The Collector. Okay. <laughs> Love The Collector. Love Colobos. I know. Great movies. I know. Um, this movie is terrible. But uh, you know what? I enjoyed a lot of it. And even being alone, I watched it twice. Um, I watched it once Friday and I could not get that damn quote out of my head. I was at work, just problem solved leading. I was in charge of like a bunch of other people. Weird in my head. What has that why my packages were delayed by a fucking to make a deal with the devil. I just could not get that damn quote out of my head. This movie is quotable. It's amazing. And, um, I'm glad we watched it and I, I hope we watch the other two films and we're not no, going to 100%, but I, will I mean, on my own. No. I'm a man of the people, Ian, and if people want to watch it, I will watch it. People so, want the Bunny Man Massacre. I am a man of the people. We will if, give if, people if people pay for our Patreon, <laughs> I Patreon exclusive episodes, the Bunny Man and the Bunny Man 3. The cover of the Bunny Man 3 actually looks pretty cool it looks (laughs) it looks (laughs) um i thought this was going to be an australian film uh just based on like the desert kind of um scenery 
and the environment, but it is full American. It's all in America. It looks like Anaheim Hills. North America. Yeah, it, it looks, looks like California. Like California. Yeah. Um, and I was a little disappointed of that because it just seems, I don't know, I feel, I feel like it would have fit better in an Australian environment and with the accent. I also love Australia, so. Oh, I'm um, the bunny man. Was a lot to make a devil. That was so I give him credit, though, because he clearly isn't, like, he. that's not his actual accent, clearly. But, like, he nice. breaks it a couple times, and he has, like, his normal, like, Cali voice. Yep. Um, He does that, like, twice, and I'm just like, oh, hey, look, look, look. Hey, um, represent. Hey, wait, are, are hey, you look, saying- he's not a normal or he is a normal guy. Normal person. Are you saying there's a lack of consistency in this movie? A little bit. What? A little bit. Um, we'll just go over the killers right now. Oh, I watched it on Tubi, by the way. Uh, the the sole reason why this movie was picked was because it was on Tubi. Yeah. Um, and we had no idea there was a first movie to this until yeah. we actually made it a episode. Well, I actually knew way before, but... Oh, oh, after we picked it? Yeah, yeah after yeah. we picked it for an episode. Yeah. For context, uh, we were discussing in our Discord group, which you can join via our Twitter bio. There's a link. We were talking about Tubi uh, films that we can cover on the cast. A couple of them were rattled off. This was one of them. Um, and I immediately got sold based off the trailer. So, Yes. Um, but we can go ahead and get into the killers. What do you guys think of the bunny man and uh, his brother? I think his name's Bob. What's I was cool with the bunny man. Um, I think that we are. His name's Joe. Sorry. I think we are missing a big thing though, by not watching the first one. Cause it looks like he's having a lot of flashbacks mm-hmm. to his prior kills. And, I don't know what the context is about how these two killers met, but it sounds like it might have happened at the end of the first one. So I don't think they're brothers or anything like that. I think they just like met and maybe I'm just speculating, but they just met and kind of like vibe because they both were like killing people and decided to do it together. It gives me the same kind of uh, feel as like typical hillbilly uh, horror films like uh, um, what's it called? The hills have eyes. Like there's a convenience store worker who's in with the the like mm-hmm. hillbilly creatures. So that that kind of gave me like the same. Although, thing. what's kind of interesting actually about that comparison <clears throat> is usually they only act as the harbinger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where in this film, he's the main. That character is part of the killing. So that that is kind of an interesting spin, but not interesting enough to. Well, but also um, you have movies like The Chainsaw Massacre, which this is heavily, heavily um, inspired by. The, the final uh, shot of this movie is uh, yeah, basically yeah. a shot. And the, the photograph mm-hmm. um, sound bites as well. What is with the, f- the photograph montage, or not the photograph, the montage in the beginning with the old, like, h- how does that relate? to the film like with the old timey like 1800s night like early 1900s like poverty stricken uh villagers in town what what was going on with that i think they did the same thing in wrong turn if i'm not mistaken which is another hillbilly horror film 
which is to go and show like the history of the family and no yeah yeah it does because it shows the history of the family shows the history of like the power plant or the the nuclear plant that uh so this was his uh way of showing the hillbillies family tree it seemed like a bunch of random pictures yeah like it, it seemed like a shit ton of random people like he took footage from like 40 years of like from from 1886 to 1942 and just stitched them together um yeah i was confused you no idea no idea um but i do think even though it heavily focused on joe and we don't really we didn't watch the first film in this series, so we can't really weigh in on if it was more of the uh, Bunny Man, the first movie, and less of Joe, the, the first one, and then it was more focused on his character, the second film. I feel like that's the way it should be, logically speaking. Um, but he was entertaining. He had a lot of good quotes, and he, he called a lot of women bitches, and... Um, one of my favorite quotes by him. Let me, let me recite this real quick. Oh, hitter in the shitter. That was that, that was, a good that one. was the one I was <laughs> going to bring up. Um, how to make a deal with that classic? Um, the one of the one of the girls he has tied tied up. He's like, uh, she's like, what are you going to do with us? He says, we're going to fuck you up. What do you think we're going to do with you, bitch? Make you pancakes? That I is just a plus. Right? I think he's like, I fucking hate pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> love the writing in this film um you would can i get any, can i get any quotes from you guys um <laughs> i mean there's the classic run bitch run which i thought was funny <laughs> and he yep. even says it in the same way as that uh film that they're mocking run bitch run he gonna kill you <laughs> Is yeah. that for that's from Scary Movie, right? I think. Well, yeah, it's from Scary Movie, but it's also making fun of something else, and I can't. I thought it was from what. Forrest Gump. The run, Forrest, run. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's, probably. I don't know, dude. But Brendan, I mean, what was your favorite a, quote? This movie is a parody. So. <laughs> hey, Brendan, what was your favorite it's quote? Though? of every movie. Uh, so. It, it it would probably have to be hitter in the shitter because that's the only quote I wrote down because that was the only one that I thought was interesting enough to make noteworthy. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with Ian's pancake one. That was pretty funny. I I did this thing when whenever he was talking on screen, I kind of tuned him out the way I tune Ian out when he's going through his wrecks. <laughs> so there's a good like sixty to seventy minutes of the film that I don't really like. I didn't really pay attention to. Um. Don't worry, because there's a whole other 60 minutes of this fucking movie that he yeah, didn't Yeah, but whenever the Bunny Man was on screen, I was in it, you know? Yeah. I, I was in it. And I think it's actually, he's actually played by the director, right? I? I'm pretty sure. Joshua Lang plays him. Plays the Bunny Man. Oh, okay. Well, in the first movie, he's mm -hmm. played by Carl, so. That feels like one of those fucking things where it's like, uh, <laughs> in Passion of the Christ, Mel Gibson wanted to be the one to drive the nail through Jesus's hands as a way to get his own personal retribution. <laughs> that is awkward. And I didn't know that was real. And that is a fact that I just learned right now. Um, what did you guys think of the kills? We'll just, I think that's where we can end off. This is, yeah. 
What do you guys think? Of the really? Games? I'm having a good time on this conversation, actually. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I don't really have anything else to bring up. We are at like 46 minutes, so yeah. it's it's like 40 minutes over what we should be talking about. Um, I, I I didn't mind the kills. I thought the kills were fine. Um, the like I said, the beginning was an awesome setup. Going the through literal massacre. I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Killing kids on camera is ballsy, and it doesn't happen enough. Uh, kids kids should be able to... Okay, look. This is a very controversial statement, but I don't mean it in the way that you you may perceive this, okay? But I'm just going to say that, like, kids, kids, kids are people, right? And kids can get killed on camera like anybody else. It's 2023, right? Women can die on camera. Men can die on camera. Kids can die on camera. Like, that just happens, right? And the fact that he goes through this cool was, maybe it's too much, right? Maybe it's too much. And it probably is for 2023. But when he beats the shit out of the kid, it wasn't even killing the kid. When he just goes and socks the shit out of the kid, I just, I it brought warmth to my heart. That's all I'm going to say. This but the sleeping the back kill was also moments. very good. But it was also stolen from Friday the 13th, so... Yeah. Yeah. No. F- yeah, Friday the 13th. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, Maria Olsen, who's the bus driver. She's in a lot of stuff. Uh, I think I know her directly from uh, Percy did, Jackson, the lightning thief. Her face looked familiar, and I forgot to go back and look her up. Yeah, she's, like, the only one that's in, like... Anything else? Anything else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's in sixty plus uh, feature films, so she's good for feature. Her. Yeah, feature films. So gotcha. she's a, she's an actor. She's a real nice. actress. Hell yeah! Um, uh, I would have to say favorite. my if I had to pick a favorite kill, which I don't have one. Um, I guess the uh, the one girl <clears throat> that oh, gets man. that gets locked in that um, barrel with the oh, nails yeah. driven through it and pushed down the hill. Super unique. That was one of the few moments in this film where I was like, okay, okay. We got to do that again. That was fun. Impractical, but very Very unique. Very practical. But if if you think about it, the smart thing about putting her in a barrel is, putting her in a barrel, then killing her, she's already in her coffin. Yeah. Yeah. In what ways do you guys think it's impractical, though? Would uh, the nails come out? Put about like six nails, six <laughs> nails in that thing. So, but, but uh, when they cut away, there's like a hundred. Yeah, and there's like so much blood, and um, and also yeah, like just, then you, you gotta like you gotta lug her there. You gotta yeah. lug the power tools, a box of nails. You gotta yeah. lug the fucking bin. There, the whole thing. But he, he, you know, he's been. This is the sequel, so he's been through kills before. He's trying to mix it up a little bit, put a little flavor in the bedroom. Um, you know, sometimes you just go to work and you're like, ah, I need to change my work up a little bit. Exactly. He's a businessman. He is. Um, my favorite kill, um, it's not, it's, I think it's the best looking kill just because it has, uh, pretty good practicals. It's the, um, bunny man in the first seven minutes, he slices up the tent with the machete, chases the girl cuts her in the neck and you can actually see the machete in her neck and the blood starts going out i think that it was a good looking practical good looking kill clean solid um do you guys have a least favorite kill anything with a gun i thought it was hilarious the one where he uses the like the rope hook and 
she's like on top of that thing for like she stands still long yeah. enough for her to get caught by that thing he's, he's just like casually throwing it up like a couple times and can we talk about how ridiculously fucking stupid the sheriff of this town is dude he was my favorite character in the movie wow okay. I've said it. Sniper, <laughs> sniper versus pistol duel. That was my favorite part of the movie. Like, you have in your sights, li- literally in your fucking sights. Yeah, stupid the, as fuck. The person, one of the two people that's committing all of these atrocities, they just killed a shitload of kids. And you're like, I'm going to make this fair. You want to <laughs> You want to dance? <laughs> Like, no, just, like obviously fucking, fucking stupid oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I feel um, like I lost brain cells watching this I feel like I gained an extra terrestrial brain cell I thought you were going to say chromosomes <laughs> <laughs> chromosome that too um, 47 I think the biggest travesty of this is that Ian's going to give this a three stars, Brennan. Like, he's going to give it a three stars. Can you believe that? Like, can you actually believe that? I can. Actually, so that, that, that was a question I had. Um, you can rate a movie 0.5. Yeah. On, okay. Just yeah. asking. Okay. Yeah, it's the lowest you can go is 0.5. We've done that before. You guys did that with Noah Shark, which I would have given like a three. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no I, I would have given that Looking like a, oh, back, oh, though. I would have given it a one star. Tops. I would have gave it more than a... That, no, I didn't give it a 0.5. I think you both gave it a 0.5. If, if I knew that giving that movie such a low rating would have given us our first one-star review on, on Apple Podcasts, uh, I would have changed it. Oh, I did. I did give it a half. Um, no, I'd give it more than a half. But that's about all I have as your host about talking about this film, Bunny Man Massacre 25. 14 i think um did you guys have anything else no no perfect um we will now go into our a ruminations of red rum official thick milky oh wait we're not going over f- final thoughts and rating we will go do we we'll go in that first we'll do final thoughts rating then piss break then okay yeah final thoughts and rating kyle with a k I just look forward to covering the whole trilogy, which we're inevitably going to do now. Um, I'll host the Bunny Man. Brennan will host the third no, one. I will not. And then <laughs> uh, we're going to round out the trilogy. I mean, honestly, that's, I think it's what we need to do. Patreon exclusive episodes. Pay to get it. Um, no, no, there's four of these movies. Then all four. The quadrilogy, no. honestly. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't regret watching this. Um, I do think it's an instance where the trailer is better than the film, clearly. Uh, but um, yeah, it was fine. I I watched it alone, and I still I hated myself, but I, I enjoyed the time. I enjoyed the time. Um, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this a two stars. No, I'm gonna give it a one and a half. No heart. No. I'm going to give it a one. <laughs> no. I'm going to give it... I'm, I'm going to give it a one and a half. Uh, 
No heart. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that is official. Best, you cannot change it. That may be the best comedic timing you've ever had, Ian. Brendan, Mr. Stretchy Fantastic, Mr. String Cheese. Uh, <clears throat> Final thoughts. Carl, Lindy Baby, if you're still listening to this, everything that we've said is in love. Because what you did is you went out and you made a movie. Even if I don't like it, hell even yeah. if... What? I said hell yeah. And I'm not going to fault, even thinking back on Noah's Shark, I'm not going to fault someone for getting an idea and following through because you have done what so many people like myself can't get the courage to do. I don't have the confidence to do something like this. Uh, so with that, I appreciate So with that. that said, Mark Polonia, please go back and take a off your one yes, star for our podcast because we know it was you we know it was you you follow us on twitter hey we love you dude you give a lot of people a lot of pleasure with the films that you make you gave us one of my favorite episodes i've ever recorded okay so it's all in love dude take i gave back one of his movies star. four stars and hashtag take back the one star hashtag back um that being said i didn't enjoy any single aspect of this movie uh so I've taken up enough time. I'm going to give this a one star. I was going to go 0. 0.5, uh, but that felt too mean. I think it's too harsh. Yeah, I think 0. 0.5 is too harsh. The, the only 0. 0.5 that you know really deserves is Killer Sofa. So <laughs> fuck that movie. Just kidding. But really, Ian, what do you think about it? Um. I think this is going to go in history, honestly. Um, I hope we quote this film. Um, and we know you will. <laughs> I definitely will. Um, you know what? I didn't quote the Mexico Barbaro one. That was you guys. And I joined in because I love it. Um, and I love that uh, episode. Probably one of my favorite episodes. Uh, I was super, super hungover i need to be hungover more when i host that was a thing i was always mm -hmm. sick or hungover when i hosted and it's not a thing anymore i need to get back on the alcoholic train and this movie is gonna do it As, starting now every episode i'm gonna come drunk um i'm gonna give it a two stars and a heart this is an official ruminations of red rum rating of 1.5 with no heart for the bunny man massacre 2014 1.5. No heart. I think that's fair. That's fair. See whatever. See whatever. Ah, see, we did it. Let's call back. And now, folks, we are going to take our official ruminations of red rum. Thick, milky, slushy piss break. Um, please enjoy the uh, audio clip from one of our other ruminations radio network channels you've been listening to another fine fine podcast on the rumination radio network this is game agent et from oh god it hurts and we hope you keep on listening to our fine fine podcasts here on ruminationsradionetwork.com welcome back listeners hope you enjoyed the advertisement from that podcast it sounds amazing i listen to it every week which one is it? It's 
the one that Mitch picked out for this episode. <laughs> that moment just made me think, oh God, it hurts. This is the point of the episode where we are going to cap off with a little game of what's in the box, a game show where I give our contestants uh, letterbox summaries. They will guess the um, average letterbox score. Uh, If there are a 0.3% away, they will get a point. They have another point to guess the decade. They have another point to guess the exact year if they make it to that round. Contestants, are you ready? We need to think of a a unified description (laughs) of this fucking game because we're going on three years of this podcast now and we've still (laughs) not nailed this. But We've only been doing that for like a year and a half, maybe. That's true. A year. That's true. Like a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I think a year. Just uh, to give some clarification, year to date, Kyle's at six. Brennan is at eight. Ian is at eight. Wow. It's anyone's game but Kyle. (laughs) Contestants, are you ready? See, whatever. Number one. Oh, and also there is a theme. You don't get an extra point. Just let me know if you can figure it out. It's a little, it's just a little thing. A little thing. A giant bloodthirsty Easter bunny starts viciously, viscerally, viscerally. You got it. Killing the local townsfolk when the mayor refuses to act and the attacks grow more gruesome. The town finds its very survival in the hands of a wannabe actress and a crazy dog catcher. One point. It's a good guess. (laughs) 2.0. So 1.8, 2.0. Kyle gets the point. This is sitting at a 2.2. Brennan, you were four points away, unfortunately. That's bad. Guess the decade. The tens. I was going to say the same thing, 10s. 2010s, 2010s. That is two more points. Brendan and Kyle get that point. This is 2010. Guess the year. I almost just said exactly what it was. 2011. Uh, exactly what I was going to say. Then fucking do it. Let's just hold hands through this journey. <laughs> These are both going 2011. Yeah. The first donuts on the board. This is the 2014 film Beaster Day. Here comes Peter Cottonhill. Yo, that sounds dope. And it is on Tubi, so we can cover it. No, nope. for sure. Nope. Um, number two, we are sitting at Kyle two points, Brendan one point. Um, have you'll be having a bad hair day. <laughs> Get what I'm doing here? Uh, (laughs) A doomed magician makes a deal with dark forces, which ends in tragedy. Soon he is back to exact his bloody revenge. Brandon, you like magic. Horror. I love magic. This could be a good one. 2.1. Ooh, he's going a little higher. I'm going to go. I I am. It's because I'm going to go 2.4, honestly. 2.4 from Kyle. 2.1. You said, Brandon? Yeah. Yep. 
This is sitting at a 2.8. Wow. Neither of you get this point. I am super surprised because like all of the ratings are on the left side. I don't know how it is at a 2.8. That is a little surprising, but guess the decade. Uh, the 2000s. I really don't know how this is a 2.8. All of the ratings are on the left side. 2020s. <laughs> 2020s from Kyle. Brendan, what did yeah. you say? I'm sorry. I said the 2000s. 2000s. Brendan getting the extra point. Guess the year. Uh, 2006. Seven. 2006, 2007. Even though Kyle can't. I'm going to stick with 2007. 2007. That is incorrect. This is the 2004 Peter Rotten Tale. Who knew that bunny horror was such a big subgenre? Right? <laughs> Number three. And I do have a um, fourth movie. If it is a sitting at a tie, it is not technically horror, but I would consider it horror for me. Personally, um, number three, potentially final round. This Easter, everyone gets egg secuted. <laughs> see, what, see what it did there? It's been 24 years since the killer Douglas Fisher was executed on Easter night. This year, a group of partying teenagers not only raised some hell, but literally raised the dead. That sounds dope. It does. 2.6. Good guess, man. You keep like <laughs> nailing that. I'm trying to get it before you. It just, it's like <laughs> the ones I would pick. You're just taking the ones I'm on. I'm going to go 1.6. I'm, I'm going to go opposite on the other. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I picked this movie. Didn't even realize. Doesn't even have a, a, a rating. <laughs> doesn't even have a rating uh so no one gets the point there but you can guess the decade and the year okay um it has enough for rating but it doesn't have an average rating for some reason uh i wish it was 90s 20s 20s but i also feel like you wouldn't pick three movies in the 2000s but i'm gonna say 20 the first movie was 2014 90s yeah, So we're going Kyle 90s, Brendan the 10s. 2010s. No, the 1910s. <laughs> I'm kidding. That, that was not official. <laughs> takes it so serious. It's awesome. Uh, Brendan takes this game. This is the 2014 Easter Sunday. Oh, I've heard of that movie. 2014 Easter Sunday. And we can't do the final round. No, we're good. Uh, it is, it is very nice. short. Kyle six, Brendan nine, Ian eight. Brendan is in the lead here today. I've hosted too gonna, many episodes. This I'm is gonna ridiculous. I'm going to have to buy it. I'm, I'm hosting the next one. So I'm going to have to buy a second cum jar then if I uh, win this. I've hosted at least six episodes. That's what that means. Mm -hmm. That's correct. You were also gone for like two fucking weeks. And we covered. Oh, Gotta visit family. Fucking you guys drink each other off. Um. That being said, this has been another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum. 
I've been your host, Ian, the ghost of Ian, the ghost of your house. And joining me, Brendan, Stretchy Man, Stretch Armstrong. Um, oh, I'm supposed to say something. Uh, <clears throat> uh, aliens are real. Hail Ratma. Uh, don't fuck space anymore. Space is good. And Kyle. Number two in our pencils, number one in our hearts. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> How does it feel to make a deal with the devil? Stay spooky.